Welcome to the Sound of Goshen, brought to you by the Goshen Chamber of Commerce and your community health system, Goshen Health. Get started on your own path to living vibrantly. The first step, Goshen Health. Visit livevibrantly.com. This week's podcast episode, Sounds Around Town. Welcome to Sound of Goshen. I'm your host, Vince Turner, and today's episode is Sounds Around Town. We welcome a downtown fixture who doesn't really need any introduction. Chances are, if you're listening to this, he has either fried your eggs or grilled your burger or slapped some olives together or filled that last-minute candy order on Valentine's Day. We welcome Kara Anderson of Olympia Candy Kitchen. And Kara, it... Uh, you know, we're getting you at the end of your day or what, what, what passes somewhat from the end of the day. And, and your days are long, but they're fulfilling. They are. They are. Uh, yes. Thanks, Vince, for having me. Um, we have condensed the hours, but I think <laughs> it has made it even busier than we used to be. Yeah, people know they have to get there and, and that kind of thing. I think so. So let's talk a little bit. You know, it's, it, you know they're on the corner. Um, it's a fixture in downtown. It is the oldest continuing restaurant, uh, in Elkhart County. One of the oldest continuing, uh, places in Northern Indiana. Uh, in, and it's a proud tradition that's been in your family for four generations now. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. My great grandpa bought it in the 1920s. Uh, then my grandpa and my mom carried the tradition on. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing it for 18 years now. So. So yeah, what was it like growing up in it? Um, it was neat. I mean, I lived in Elkhart, so or I grew up in Elkhart, mm -hmm. so I didn't get over a lot. My dad and I would come over on the weekend though, and mm -hmm. come have lunch or those kind of things. But uh, candy cane day was always a huge day because <laughs> for one, I got to miss school. It's always the Wednesday mm -hmm. before Thanksgiving we do that. Um, but helping out doing that. And, it's neat. I mean, just like you would think a kid in a candy store, it's, Oh yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because if you talk to some folks about the Olympia candy kitchen, they understand that's where they go to get their holiday candy and treats, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. Other folks, it's just where they go for breakfast or have lunch or meet people or whatever the case may be. I'm amazed at how many people don't actually put the two together that they see it as two separate entities. Oh, a lot of times. Yeah. People come in and they'll, see the food and they're like, you mean you're, you do food too? And oh yeah, yeah, we do. So, and, and I think it's neat. One of the things that, uh, that your website talks about, I got a little check. A lot of it is a uh, cheers without the beers. Yeah. You have your regulars, don't you? Oh, we sure do. And, uh, we always had a norm that would come in too, but yeah. And we know a lot of the regulars. I mean, they're almost like family and mm -hmm. we have fun, joke around and yeah. it's a good time. And you had your own coach, you know, for a yeah. long time with Kirby, um, being part of the face of Olympia. Uh, I know a lot sure. of us miss him and, and he added a lot of that personality to you, didn't he? Oh, he did. He did. He taught me a lot, um, about the store and life in general. Um, but yeah, Kirby was definitely a fixture there for long as I can remember. Yeah. Kirby Whitehead. Uh, it's a, and like I say, we miss him. He, he served there for a long, long time. You got whatever you ordered and a dose of whatever Kirby wanted to tell you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Which gave it part of the charm. Talk about the decision to come back. You had, you, you'd grown up in it, at least partially in it. Um, went West, uh, uh, Arizona and California and 18 years ago decided you know what, it, it's time to come back and, and take the baton and run with it as a member of the family. Yeah, and honestly, when I came back, I 
didn't even know I was going to work at the Olympia. Ah, okay. Um, came back to do other things. Mom needed some help. Um, so I came in and, and I knew how to do the drinks and that sort of thing. So 18 years later, here we are. So I never left after that. What do you think, Care, is, is the attraction? Why are so many people so loyal to the Olympia? I think it's a combination of things between a good quality product, mm-hmm. um, a tradition. So many people say they'll come in and, and their grandparents themselves will say that their grandparents brought them there. Mm-hmm. So it's a combination of, of quality product, fun atmosphere. Um, people feel like they go back in time. You don't see a lot of places with tin ceilings, and, <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the wooden candy cases, just the ambiance, I guess, of the place uh, draws people. And then hopefully the good products bring them back. Hopefully when things are going well, you're in a groove. You, know, you have your regular breakfast crowd, regular lunch crowd, people come in and, and out. Um, you're doing candy sales, et cetera. But you do have those times, the holidays, Valentine's Day, Easter, Christmas, mm-hmm. other holidays. How do you balance that demand from all of a sudden, you know, making candy, selling candy, shipping candy, spikes, but you still got to take care of the regulars who are used to being waited on? Yeah, that's, that's the tough dynamic of it all is that we are a candy manufacturer, we're a candy retailer, and then also a restaurant on mm-hmm. top of it. So, I mean, it's almost like three different businesses going on at one time. Um, excuse me, but yeah, across the years, basically you kind of know what's coming and where it's at Mm -hmm. and you nailed it with the candy. It's, uh, I call it the big three. It's Christmas, Valentine's and Easter, which kind of carries us over the winter, you know, into spring. Usually the restaurant would slow down Mm -hmm. a little bit more in the winter because of the weather and and everything. And then the summertime, typically the restaurant will go up because of tourism and, Mm -hmm. you know, all pre-COVID. <laughs> well, I, I want to get to to you battling COVID in a moment, but I on your menu I had two things that that I really wanted to ask you about. One is the mm-hmm. chocolate covered cherries, because mm-hmm. those have appeared at inauguration celebrations for Ronald Reagan and for George Bush. Um, and first of all, how did that happen? And and do people, as a result of that, kind of make a visit saying, "Whoa"? I think it does. Um, my mom could probably speak more on how that mm-hmm. happened because that was before my time being there. But I believe there was a local congressman that had gotten our candy into the hands of somebody at the White House. Mm-hmm. And then they wanted to, they actually ordered candy for the inaugural ball for the elder George Bush. Mm-hmm. Um, and, my, and my parents actually got to go to that too. So they saw Reagan fly off in the helicopter mm-hmm. and, Went to all the galas and, and events. Oh, that's fantastic. That would be for that. But yeah, I think people read that online or whatever and probably think it's pretty neat. Yeah. And we then, actually have a letter from Nancy Reagan. Oh, really? Too, and it's hanging okay. up at the shop. Yeah, well, check that um, out. And I put that online on Facebook after she had passed away and it got shared. It went like 35,000 people saw oh my it. Goodness. It was on the news in Indianapolis. Yeah. So. So that kind of stuff, I think people just... But I got to ask you the entrepreneur follow-up on that. Did you sell more chocolate-covered cherries? Probably, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which we should probably change it to turtles because those Uh, are way easier to make than (laughs) chocolate-covered cherries. But but yeah, we do sell quite a few of those. Yeah. You know, that that touches on something. Mm -hmm. Making candy is not easy. Not at all. Yeah. And we don't just turn a machine on and and let it run, Mm -hmm. you know. So everything is handmade, hand-dipped. 
yeah, it's, it, it's more of an art than a science too. So you have to know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times it's by look, not just by temperature. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a skill. How long did it take you to pick up that feel? Uh, probably a couple of years mm-hmm. watching my grandpa and Kirby make it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's something. And then I have to ask you from the menu side, mm-hmm. okay, Olive Burger. If you're mm-hmm. a stranger and you walk into the Olympia Candy Kitchen and you see on the menu Olive Burger, mm-hmm. the question is going to be, what is that? Yeah. Um, well, and actually it's the nut olive yeah. and pork yeah. and olive that are huge. Mm-hmm. Um, we do make burgers with, with olives as well. But yeah, nut olive has, I don't know where it came from, if it was the Greek, uh, <laughs> you know, my great, great grandpa that mm-hmm. was from Greece or where that comes from, but it's roasted olives with our roasted olives, roasted cashews with green olives and mm-hmm. lettuce and mayonnaise. But we also make our own mayonnaise. We ah, make mayonnaise okay. once a week. So that's a key ingredient for a lot of our products yeah. from potato salad to yeah. egg salad, tuna fish. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I said, but, cheers without the beers. Yeah, right. You know, people come in, get their regular items and, uh, and uh, get some, uh, a regular dose of uh, casual conversation from people in the community. COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many people faced so many obstacles. You were among them. Um, how difficult was that to navigate? Very difficult, especially as a restaurant and, you know, with people coming in. And then once the governor kind of shut everything down, I thought, well, all the fast food places are still open mm-hmm. doing drive throughs You know, maybe I could build a drive through So I thought about doing that on Clinton, you know, like mm-hmm. building it out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm probably kidding, uh, impede the sidewalk. So then I was out front walking around one day and I, lo- I looked up and there was framing. And I'm like, well, I could just frame this in and put in some windows like a flavor freeze or something mm-hmm. and sell stuff right out of the window. That way people weren't coming in because I, I thought, what's the point of doing carry out? People were still walking in your building right. and, and right. the whole point was to kind of keep people separated. Well, and it's kind of unique. I mean, I enjoyed going to the window and, yeah. and, and, you know, and the fact it was Kirby's corner, uh, made it, you know, maybe a little more special uh, right. for those of us who remember. Um, and it, it helped you get through it. How are you now? Um, we're good. I mean, mm-hmm. luckily I was pretty financially strong going into it. Um, I wouldn't do the curbside as a business model for us because I think you miss a lot of the, um, people buying candy, you know, seeing mm-hmm. candy and buying it. We missed out on that. Um, trying to loss for words. Yeah. That's spontaneous buying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. impulse buying. buying. Yep. Yeah. We lost a lot of that. So, I mean, we were definitely not making money during that time, yeah. but um, still offering our food. And I think people did enjoy it for a while. Uh, we didn't let anybody inside for seven months. Yeah. But it was you know, pretty wild. Fortunately, you were able to get through that. Yeah. Downtown Goshen without the Olympia Candy Kitchen just wouldn't be the same. <laughs> and I, and I want to talk Appreciate a little that. bit about that. Sure. Um, you, in addition to running a business that is such a staple of the downtown, you are active in downtown organizations mm-hmm. trying to maintain and improve downtown as well. Mm-hmm. What do you think one of the secrets to success for our downtown compared to other towns our size has been? Um, boy, that's a good question. Um, I think it's a lot of the different shops that we have has been a key. Mm-hmm. Um, keeping it vibrant, you know, with the college in town, with those types of things, but with all the different little businesses that we have to offer, I think it really makes people come 
downtown to shop. You know, a lot of people are trying to get away from the big box stores for a while there. So we kind of got a push downtown mm-hmm. for that, which was nice. But I think we keep it keep it up really well, too. And people notice that. People mm-hmm. notice, which I've learned at, at the business, too. They notice when you make things better. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think people appreciate that and come back for that reason. They know that you're putting money back into the business. I think they also see that people are putting money back into the downtown area. So what are some of the next steps? What kind of things would you like to see? Um, for downtown in mm-hmm. general? Um, I mean, I think we're doing all the right things and, and we're going to add a few more things um, that we've been trying to do all the bump outs and, and outside mm-hmm. seating and, and make it more pedestrian um, is what we're, the goal was get people walking around so that they would shop mm-hmm. um, specifically. I mean, we're, we're getting there. I don't know specifically what I see or envision, but right. it's just, a place where people come and they can park and walk around. I, we always kind of think of like those little towns along Lake Michigan where, you know, I'm sure you've done it. You go up to like South Haven mm-hmm. or somewhere you, you park bet. yep, and you walk around, you go get ice cream, you go check out the little shops. Mm-hmm. That was kind of our goal. I think all along mm-hmm. uh, with the angled parking and, and slowing things down with the stop signs and stuff is to get people to stop and walk around and see all the different things that we offer. I've been never been more gratified. I've told you this before. I've never been more gratified to be wrong. Right. You know, I'm on the redevelopment oh. commission, and I had a lot of questions about what we we're going to do with angle parking and single lane and so on and so forth. And from what we've seen so far, um, before we get to the permanent butt bounce with things painted and whatever, mm-hmm. uh, it certainly has made a difference. I I was right there with you, though, Vince. When I first heard of it and they were going to put in stop signs, I thought, they are crazy. Reason? Mm-hmm. What are they thinking? So when I first heard of it too, I thought it was nuts. I really did. Um, but then I started slowly coming around, and then especially with like Pottinger's model mm-hmm. that he built. I mm-hmm. mean, and you could just see it then. And I think a lot of us are visual people. If we just think about it, we're like, well, no, that sounds terrible. When you actually saw the model, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I think a lot of it has been Pottinger too. Right. Um, yeah, Dave's done a great job because he keeps the variety. I mean, he obviously is a building owner and has mm-hmm. a lot of places, but uh, he tries to get different sh- kinds of shops in yeah. town. Yeah. Well, you know, we're old guys, so it takes us a while to change. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> well, Kara, I'll make you this promise. You keep making breakfast. I'll keep coming to eat it. I appreciate it. (laughs) Kerr Anderson of the Olympia Candy Kitchen. Our thanks to him for giving us some sounds around town. Uh, Coming back home, so many people in Goshen in so many different walks have have come home after going away and contribute to the community. Sounds Around Town, one of four segments included in our Sound of Goshen podcast. Join us in the future for episodes of Sound of the Economy, Sounds of Success, and Sounds of Service. I'm your host, Vince Turner.